Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Today, I'm going to be joined by a past guest and good friend of mine, Michael Zarafa. He's Australia's number one middleweight boxer, world number seven middleweight. Obviously, been in the news lately with the fight that was meant to happen uh, against Tim Zhu, which was, you know, titled as Australia's biggest fight or the biggest fight in Australian boxing. It didn't happen. Um, there was a lot of people with opinions. Um, there's always two sides to a story, so I thought I'd get Michael on to be able to share his touch base with him, see how he's doing physically and mentally, and also to find out what is coming up um, in the future for Michael and, and what fight is next. Um, he's a very down-to-earth guy, um, a great person. Wish him all the best, and it was a really enjoyable chat. So make sure you tune in, um, listen to his side of the story, hear what he has to say, and we'd love for you to share your, your, your feedback on the episode by taking a screenshot, posting it on your Instagram story, tag myself, tag Michael for all you boxing fans out there. Hopefully we see him back in the ring very soon, um, but let's get stuck into the conversation with Michael. Michael, welcome back to the show, man. It's a pleasure to, um, to chat again and catch up on some things. No, thanks for having me. It's the best. Wild ride since the, uh, since the last time we caught up on the show. I, I think we, we, we maybe recorded our last episode probably three or four weeks prior to the, the Mundane fight. Um, a lot's obviously happened since then, uh, but we'll, we'll hit rewind and, and kind of touch on that first. So as I said, last time we caught up prior to the fight, um, you were obviously super confident, um, in great shape and looking forward to the fight and the, the, uh, the fight obviously went your way. So how, how was that whole experience on your end, Van? And, um, and things obviously went to plan, but are you happy with performance in, in the fight against Mundane? Yeah, hundred percent. Look, it didn't last too long, which, you know, is, is always good, but, um, you know, I got to live out my childhood dream and that was the fight and retire Anthony Mundine. So that was pretty good. Um, and look, we, we did everything right that training camp. It was a must win for us, you know, because if it had gone longer, even if we got the win, but it had gone longer than anyone expected, it was a pretty much a lose-lose for me. Um, you know, you can never please anybody. You beat, you know, an absolute legend in the sport uh, and, you know, you get criticised. And if you lose, well, again, you get criticised. So for me, there was meaning behind the fight. I had to get that title back. That was the, the title I lost against Horn in the rematch. Um, so now I'm back at seven in the world. And um, I'm just building again. Like I said, it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good to get in and get out. And obviously, obviously being out of the ring for two years, um, you know, it was awesome to be back in there and yeah, the lights. Didn't look like there was uh, didn't look like there was a great deal of ring rust in that fight. Did uh, obviously coming coming off that win, as you mentioned, as a short fight, didn't really get touched at all. Um, physically, the recovery post fight, obviously would be quite easy, but in saying that you still went through a full camp leading into it. Do you take much time off post-fight before you start getting ready for, for the next one? Uh, look, you know, again, we did 12 weeks. There was no shortcuts in that camp. You know, we yeah. had an opponent in front of us, so we had to do what we had to do. But um, like I said, afterwards, we, we just were back in the gym. Uh, normally after a hard war, which I've had against like Cal Brooks and, and the bigger names, you know, you normally take a week off just to get the mind and body right. But uh, again, I didn't get touched too much. So I was straight back in the gym and, and moving forward to bigger and better things. And that was obviously the Tim Zhu fight. But, mm. um, you know, there was a lot of things that were going on behind the scenes that no one understands. You know, people that know boxing um, and obviously close to me know what happens. But, um, you know, unfortunately, didn't get a plan. Yeah, so so we'll touch on that now. So prior to the Mundine fight, had you already had um, talks 
you obviously wanted um, Tim Zhu prior to that, to the Mundane fight, but had you guys had any discussions, had your teams discussed anything prior to Mundane or is this all after that fight? That's when the negotiations started for the Tim Zhu fight. No, no, we, we, we were always touch and go, um, you know, for the last two and a half years, three years, we're always, it's a fight that, you know, there's a real rivalry, rivalry between me and Tim Zhu. Um, and that's what Australian boxing loves. So they wanted to get, obviously me and him in the ring and, and to settle it. But, um, it's more than just, you know, me saying yes, him saying yes. There's a whole team um, on both sides and everyone has to agree. If, you know, there's 30 people, but one of them doesn't agree, you know, it's got to go through, again, the negotiations and yeah. everything's got to happen. And uh, it took three years in the making. And, um, again, we ended up getting the fight, but um, uh, there was a lot of things promised, nothing delivered. Uh, you know, we were in a situation at the time when the contract came. We signed the contract, but obviously wanted to, um, you know, we needed ex- exemptions and permits. And uh, we needed to be hubbed because we were in lockdown at the time and we couldn't afford to be obviously two weeks quarantine there and back. So nothing was delivered. Uh, they wanted to fly me out the morning of the fight, fight fly me back the same day uh, without my team. There was so much going on, you know, behind the scenes that, you know, we just couldn't agree on. And um, we asked for postponement. We never pulled out the fight. We just said, look, man, you know, give it two weeks. Let's just reset it like they always do. Um, and I said, look, give us two hours. Within that two hours, I was replaced. So I was actually at the gym when I found out I was, wasn't was fighting. So, um, yeah, man, that's outrageous. Well, yeah, it is. It is a shame. We'll, we'll go into a bit more detail with it soon. But so when, when the, um, when the fight agreement kind of happened, how, how many weeks out were you from, from the zoo fight when that all, uh, about eight weeks out, eight weeks um, out. And, and at was, that time we were in lockdown. Yeah, we're in lockdown. Um, so camp comes a little bit harder already. But then how many weeks into camp was it when you had, because um, I remember there was a health health problem or something like that. You were hospitalized for a night or two. And then that was already kind of casting some doubt as to to whether the fight would go ahead, even though um, obviously after that, it was all back on track. But what actually happened there? And can you give us some insight into what that was? Yeah, that was my, again, being sick is just out of everyone's, you know, had everyone's control. So. I was just walking to the gym as normal. Uh, we did my session. Halfway through my session, I said I didn't feel the best. Um, I finished the session, went home that night, and um, I just had a lot of pain. Um, yep. Ended up throwing up and not feeling the best and went to hospital just to get it checked out. And turned out I had an uh, infection in my kidney. And um, it, was, it only put me out for three or four days. But the reason why people made a, a big deal about it is because the next day, it was just unlucky. The next day, I was meant to be in Sydney early in the morning for media. Uh, and obviously, being unwell. I couldn't be on planes and having cameras in my face. So I just looked enough to just reschedule. And then media being media, blew out of control. I was a rapper's this, a rapper's that. And I was fine within three or four days. I was back in the gym and um, just a little bit of a setback. But again, we made up for it on the on the weekends. And mm. on our Sunday days off, we put in the wall. So was that... So was not being able to get that media. Was that... um Was the kidney infection just unlucky? Or was that from a... For, was that contact thing inspiring? Or how's that come about? Oh, mate, I've oh, got no idea. I just literally, yeah, had a kidney. I was just throwing up. Just felt real green. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, it was pretty bad. Pretty bad pain for three, four days. And just obviously couldn't be up. Um, you know, imagine being in front of you know, Fox Sports, Channel 9, 7, 10, and my opponent throwing up all over the place. So, for me, I just said, look, I'm in no state to be traveling. Um, yeah, which and is then fair. Media being media. I said, mate, it was a Wednesday. I said, let's just push it to Friday or, or Saturday. Yeah. You know, oh, no, no, no. Zarafa wants to pull out. And, Media, you know, I mean, you you tell them go left and you've gone right and you've done a whole bunch of other things. So, uh, being in the media, you find out that it's just all talk, it's all mm. shit. 
Yeah. And so after you got back to training, there was still what, four or five weeks? Yeah, yeah, um, about four or five weeks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't really any issue. Um, so coming into fight week, like you'd already had, you'd already flown up to Sydney a few times, hadn't you, for media stuff? There'd been probably two, yeah, yeah. two or three occasions where you've had to, had to go up? Yeah, about four four occasions for Foxtel and stuff and faced off. And, yeah. and I did all what I had to do on my end. And, you know, when, when Zoo was meant to come here, he didn't. And his excuse was because of the virus. So <laughs> go figure. Yeah, fuck outrageous. So... Um, so fight week comes around. Um, obviously, it's, it's a huge fight. The the media hype around it had been quite big. I was watching like a lot of the the pre fight um, media days. I think the one closest to the fight where you guys kind of sat face to face and had discussions okay. and stuff. And even then, obviously, obviously, it seems like a lot of the negotiation, a lot of the dealings was going in the favour of um, of the team anyway. The the discussions there, it even seemed like the guy doing the interview was like almost just trying to set you up to to create a headline from that, like That's, the questions yeah. around his old man and, and all that type of stuff. Did, did you feel feel that way as well? A hundred percent. And, you know, we've had a few um, run-ins, me and Ben Damon. Um, I just, I don't know, I just always feel like he's got something against me because um, he's done it numerous times. And, um, you know, off camera, I was saying, mate, you know, you, you, you're out of line, you know. But again, that's the media. They get paid from this. This is their job. Mm. Um, the more attraction they get, the more stir-up they get out of the fighters um, or any athlete, the more work they get. Yeah. But, um, it, look, it's disappointing that, you know, again, it was all in favour of Zoo um, with all of my accomplishments as well and the guys that I've fought and things that I've done in the sport. But, you know, like I said, if you take away that last name, yeah. you know, I, think things, <laughs> I think things would be different. You know, if my dad was Mike Tyson, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be getting the, the, the abuse that I caught for those few weeks. But, you know, I've got tough skin. Like I said, the, in boxing, the best thing about the sport is you can be at the lowest point in your life and career, but with one fight, you can turn it around. And, and that's coming very, very soon. Um, you know, skills pay the bills, and these guys haven't been to deep water yet, and I have, and um, it's coming. Like I said, their time, their beatings on on its way. You are, uh, I think, something that something I took even from that interview. There it seems like you guys, even though there's the rivalry there, you do have the respect for each other. Um, for 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 you know, as fighters, you both seem to respect each other. Is that is that behind behind the um, closed doors and when the cameras are off and stuff? Is that how it is, or is it? Do you genuinely fucking just hate each other? Yeah, look, I mean, obviously, me things now have, have amplified a bit since prior to yeah. the date of well, the me, fight. At me, that point, yeah, me and Horn, look, you know, when cameras were on it, we didn't really like each other, and then off camera, we tried to talk and had a bit of conversations here and there. But um, me and Timmy, we just we try, um, and it just gets nowhere. Uh, we ask each other questions and it just, it goes nowhere. And before you know it, it's, I'm going to knock you out. You're going to knock me out and we're back into square one. So, um, and that, that's the best way, you know, to have it. Cause then when it comes to fight time, you settle it. But again, you know, they were always weary on, on fighting me. And that's why it took three years and people can say, Oh yeah, you're scared. Like I'm a fighter, win, lose or draw. This is how, this is my livelihood. This is how I make a living. Um, so for me, I'm definitely not scared of no man, whether I, I win or I lose, doesn't matter. Um, but like I said, you know, it's a fight that needs to happen. Not only, well, I don't need him, he doesn't need me. We're going in separate directions. You know what I mean? He's going down one path, I'm going down another path. But it's a fight that Australia needs to put the sport back on the map. And um, I just want to shut up him and, and the haters because um, I know boxing. And I know, and that's what I said to him when I was in front of him. I said, man, I know how you're feeling right now. I said, you can, you can convince everyone in here and make them believe what you're feeling. I said, oh, I'm, I'm a fighter, I know what you're feeling. And um, he just looked at me like, um, shit you know you're on to me so um i know he's got doubt and his team have doubt i've said that off camera 
that I'm a very risky fight. I've upset a few fighters' plans and um, you know, they were very close to a world title fight. So they were doing everything they can to try to avoid me. And they made it look like I didn't want the fight. But I had nothing to lose even in the game. I was mm-hmm. expected to lose. And that's what I told everyone. everyone. I was expected to lose. Everyone said I was a rapper's going to lose. I had nothing to, nothing to, nothing to lose even in the game. And um, I know there was big money involved. Um, and Foxtel said to me, they said, Mick, you know, you've chased three, three years of this fight. You've invested time and money. Why would you pull out of a fight a week prior? And I said, exactly. And then they just stopped. And I said, mate, it doesn't make sense, does it? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, look, there's three sides of your story. There's his story, his side, my side, and the truth. I said, but look, I'm not here to convince anybody. I said, because once someone's made up what they in their mind what they think of you, you can't change that. Mm. And I'm it's not, not here to change job. anyone. Not yeah, I'm not here to change you. anybody's opinion. People can believe what they want to believe. But as long as my side's out there now, um, people can, can think what they want to think. So tell us, like, run us through um, kind of what, what happened um, behind closed doors because obviously, as you said, um, from the outside in and from a lot of people's opinions and, and how it was kind of portrayed to the media, it was, you know, you pulled out of the fight um, and then everyone comes in with their opinion and whatever stories they come up with. But the media itself did make it kind of seem as though you've just pulled out with no real reason behind it. Um, you know, even using examples of other, other Mel or Victorian fighters heading up to the fight still and all this type of stuff. So what was like, you've mentioned, you know, you were promised a lot, but nothing was delivered. So what were the promises behind closed doors? And what was that? What did it look like the week of the fight when, when it all kind of went down? Yeah, yeah, no worries. So, well, obviously, eight weeks out, we were in lockdown and we received the contract. Um, and obviously, my team said, look, we're happy to take the fight. We want the fight, but we can't get to and from because we're in lockdown at the moment. We can do it if you give us exemptions and permits. They said, yep, no worries. We received nothing. Uh, we then got out of lockdown um, and then Sydney then got smashed with it. Um, we said the same thing. Look, we can't afford. My team said, look, I can't afford financially to be in another lockdown. We've got businesses and whatnot. Uh, it didn't affect me, but, you know, obviously, I need my team there. Uh, and there was about 12 out of the 15 that said they couldn't make it unless there was a permit or exemptions in place. Um, they said, yeah, no worries. We'll do it. Nothing got delivered. We're chasing, chasing, chasing. Nothing was delivered. Then we had a group meeting with my team, Tim's team and the promoters. And even Tim's team were like, oh, I thought you had it all sorted with their team. You know, what's going on? So they were on the same impressions that we were getting looked after with the permits. Nothing was delivered. Um, no, no, that they wanted to fly me out the morning of the fight which never gets just, done ever. Just, just, just before you go on that, so just to clarify, so roughly 12 of your 15 team members said there's no way they could head up there without exemptions purely because of the fact that if they were have, having to quarantine or whatever, it just wouldn't work out financially exactly and business-wise, right. yeah. Exactly right. And it didn't affect me. But then, and then their excuse was, well, Zarath is getting a good payday. Why doesn't he pay his whole team? So they were just disrespecting us in that aspect. Um, and then it came to the officials in the, in the contracts. It was, you know, neutral. Um, then it comes down to, oh, because of um, the lockdown now, it has to be all on Sydney and, and, and Newcastle officials, uh, which they were going to get that referee that stuffed me over in the horn fight, which, you know what I mean? So it yeah. wasn't going to work out that way. Uh, and then they said to us, they said, look, you know, uh, fly up the morning of the fight, fight, and then they'll fly me back the same day. And that was without my team. And uh, we said, look, I can't, you know, it's different if I was fighting a guy that's, you know, got two left feet. I said, this is the biggest fight in Australian boxing. I said, you know, I need my team there. I need, you know, to be quarantine free, um, travel free, you know, to and from hub, hub. But they didn't do any of this. That was all promised. Nothing was delivered. Um, and then I said, look, you know, we'll give you, give us two hours. We'll get it all sorted. Within that two hours, I was at training. I then refreshed my Instagram and social media, and I had a big X on my face saying, "Zarafa out, sparks in." 
So I didn't even know that I was replaced until after my session. They never contacted us back. They didn't even clarify it through us. They just replaced me. That's outrageous. So, so without confirming with you first, the media and everyone was notified that you'd been, you, so basically they've come out and said that, you know, you said you're not coming and now they've found a replacement yeah. fire. And Tim Zhu and his team stuffed up because on the Friday they came out and said, oh, we found out this morning. It was outrageous that we found out that Zaraf is not fighting. But on the Wednesday, it had already been replaced two days prior. Fuck. That's crazy. So, Jennings, uh, yeah, Glenn Jennings didn't even know that the exemptions weren't even in place, which is his team. Yeah. So, that's, so from that Wednesday night, is there any, is all communication now from, since then just cut with, with Zoo's yeah. team and they just they basically yeah. just, just replace you and that's it? Yeah. And then not only that, within five hours, six hours, there was all new um, promo videos on Fox Sports and it was like, you know, I mean, it was ridiculous. I think there was more to it, but I mean, look, people say what they want to say. Just, just know I never pulled out of the fight. So how, yeah, what, um, I mean, it's pretty straightforward, but what was your reaction to that? Especially when you're in the gym and you check your social media and you see that you've been ruled out Mate, of the I fight. Lost, like... I lost eight kilos for that fight. Yeah, it was disheartening. You know, like I said, it was a big payday. It was a big opportunity. Um, it wasn't about the money. It was just the opportunity. And um, I know I can beat him and he knows I can beat him. And that's what makes it sad because that night, and, you know, everyone, you know, he jumped in that ring. He didn't look anything special. He was getting hurt by a 63-kilo fighter. But, you know, give him credit. He got the win. But, you know, they're just avoiding me too much. And the fact that everyone thinks it's me is just it's annoying. Um, but, like, now it's just made me more hungrier. And um, now it's like it's not about I want to fight him. It's I have to fight him. And his time will come. Whether I win, I'll go on and win something he wants or he'll lose something and eventually, you know, we'll cross paths. So what is that? What does that look like um, from this point onwards? Like, firstly, have have you and him personally had any communication since the since the fight didn't happen? Uh, nah, but uh, you know, when we we're in front of each other in Sydney three or four times, he had not one word to say but give me respect. Then all of a sudden, the fight was off. He knew the fight was off, and he grew a set of balls. And now he wants to have a, a car park bare knuckle fight. So it just shows that you know it's all set up. It's all you know. I mean, when I was in front of him, he had nothing to say. Now he wants to punch on bare knuckle. So. Did you watch? Did you tune in and watch the his his fight against Spark? Obviously, had invested interest in 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 watching Zoo. But how was that? How did that feel? Just have to sit there and watch, you know, someone else come in and, and fight when the week of the fight you're expecting to be in that position. Yeah, it was pretty shit, you know. And then to hear all the you know the commentators and all the rugby and this that say so, you know knows a raffer, no worries, and you know his, his opponent pulled out. And then it just goes to show you, you know, that we knew all along. You know, like look what look at the situation we're in now. Everyone's complaining. Everyone that bagged me and, and had a crack at me is now complaining because they're in lockdown. We called this weeks ago. We said it was going to happen. And if we were in Newcastle, two days later it happened, we would have been the reason why we got the coronavirus back. Yeah, you know right. I mean? everyone's, yeah. everyone's now having to, oh, you know, we're in lockdown. I said, mate, we told you. And this was the reason. So if we had gone there, my team would have had to have been quarantined and we would have been stuck. Mm. Exactly. For me, it didn't matter. For me, it didn't matter. Win, lose, draw, yeah. whatever. I get paid. I'm, I'm quarantined with my, you know what I mean? I'm back to doing the things I, 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 you know what I mean? But to go up there, fly out, not be hubbed, um, promise the world, delivered nothing, no team, fly up the morning. You know, this, you might as well just get the, the neutral judges. You might as well just give him the belt. You yeah, I mean, the, the, for, the, for the caliber of the fight and the amount of people tuning into the fight, it seemed very unprofessional in, in that regard. 100%. And we even said, you know, look, we're not going to, why don't we just postpone it two weeks? 
which we what was their response to, what was their response to that because i mean it, it seems pretty it seems not that big of a deal to push a fight back yeah. one or two weeks. they said oh no 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 give us two hours and not only that they were willing to lose 80 percent of the pay-per-view half the venue so that's what i mean they didn't want the fight they were they they even threatened me on one of the times they're like oh if he doesn't come to the so if he doesn't come to the media um you know, we, we're going we're gonna to pull out the fight because you're not living up to your um, agreement. Like, mate, you know, I'm ill. I'm not well. Mm. Oh, we don't care, mate, da-da-da, you know. There was just so much nonsense, you know, and but what do you do? The people just believe what they read and see. Again, you know, like I said, this is my livelihood. This is how I make a living. I want to fight. You know, I lost 10 kilos leading to this fight. Yeah. I was ready to go. I was sharp. I was sparring. I put in probably over 200 rounds of sparring. Why would I do all that if I was going to, you know what I mean? Like, why would I go back and forth to Sydney? With the intention of pulling out, yeah. Like, what, yeah, I don't know. What is, what's the likely, so obviously you say you want the fight to happen and it will happen, but how, how what does the process look like for, for it to actually make well, sense for both of you guys to fight each other? Well, it's still the biggest fight in Australian boxing. And like I said, you know, he's calling out all these guys that I don't think he lasts three rounds with. And if you read some of the comments he's calling out, people he's calling out is it's, there's levels in the sport and, you know, he hasn't even cleaned out his backyard yet. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to, he'll get murdered by these guys and then where's he going to go? He's going to fight who? He has to fight somebody. Is there, if if he was to, to get a fight against one of these guys in the States, is that even a possibility? Like, is he allowed to fly out to the States or or could that work in your favour in terms of him not even being allowed to, to head over there, which could could lead to the fight back here well, that's sooner exactly rather than right, later? Mate. Yeah, well, Cam Bosis, you know, a good mate of mine, he's... The fight's been postponed a few times now because of the virus, what now? Now he's back home, you know, because they don't even know when the fight's going to happen. So um, boxing at the moment is a very ugly, ugly time because of this pandemic we're in, you know. I mean, we can't mm. get fighters here. We can't get fighters over there because there's two weeks there, two weeks back. That's four weeks out of your camp gone, you know what I mean? And a, a normal fight camp's eight to ten weeks. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a huge, a huge dint in the, in the camp. So, I mean, for me, like I said, if he, he's got the money. You know, our teams have both got the money. I've got a good financial, you know, team and he's got the same. So he can maybe fly an opponent down here. Um, who he's going to fight, I don't know. The guys he's mentioning are, are going to hurt him badly. So, I mean, if he can win a world title, mate, I wish him and his team all the best, bring it home to Australia. But, you know, I don't think he can do it. You know what I mean? Like, he's four guys that are nowhere near the calibre he's calling out. What's uh, what's what's the future looking like for you now? Is there um, another fight that happens this year? Like how? Well, obviously you've put in all the work and the training and the mental preparation for the fight against Zoo. When the fight doesn't happen, what is the process? What is the process then to organise another fight? Do you then take some time off? Do you just keep training through? Do you back things off, or or you know who's on the, who's on the list for for you next? Well, we're hungry now, you know, like I said, we, we, we've put in 12 weeks and got nothing out of it. So now someone's got to pay for that. So, um, you know, we're sitting at number one in Australia. We've fought everybody. We've, we've given everyone a shot. There's only one guy that's running his mouth um, who would love to shut up. And that's that Isaac Hardman. Um, and it's not even about rankings and stuff because he's got nothing to really offer me. Um, it's just about um, breaking him now and teaching him a little bit of respect. But it's a fight again Australia wants to see. Um, you know, I'm involved in the three of the biggest fights, you know, Horn's a Rafa, Zoo's a Rafa, and now Hardman's a Rafa. So uh, it shows that I, I sell pay-per-view and I'm, I'm the new mundane. And uh, for me, like I said, we're in negotiations and um, it's, 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 it's a big fight for Australia. It, it turns heads and that's what we want to do. You know, I mean, we want to, in 10 years from now, no one's going to remember Michael's a Rafa. So uh, it's about getting in there, you know, making your name, making your money, winning, a, getting a shot at a world title. Um, and, and that's it.
So, so potentially one more fight before the end of the year, or is there enough time um, to get in another one before well, the end of 2021? Obviously, depending on, on what happens with all this, um, with all mm. the virus bullshit, but, but yeah, all things go well. Is there a chance for two more, like two more fights for the year? 100%. You know, we got the, the hard one if that all goes well. Um, it'll be around October time. Um, okay. And then obviously, yeah, we'll get another one at the end of the, end of the year just to, either an overseas opponent or a world title shot, um, mm. you know, big fights like that, you know, because I'm sitting at number seven in the world now, you know, our phone rings all the time, you know, for, with opportunities. So it's about now just placing ourselves in the right position and, um, and being patient. But, you know, patience is, is a hard thing. You know, it's, I don't really have it. And um, <laughs> that's the key to success, you know, being positioned right and just waiting. Mm. Um, and all the big opportunities I had, the Horn, the Cal Brooks, you know, the Pitikwan, that was, I was out for dinner when I got these calls, you know, or, I was sitting on the couch watching a movie when my phone rang and I uh, said, oh, mate, pack your bags. We're leaving in eight weeks before the world title shot. Or, you know, you got Jeff Horn and uh, yeah, same thing with Tim Zhu. So I beat, I beat Hardman and um, all goes well. We move forward to a bigger and better fight and, and hopefully a WBA world title. Is there, is there any, uh, any chance or any point in the um, Zarafa and Horn number three? Look, we wanted that, but, you know, his promoter, uh, Dean Lonigan said, mate, I will not risk Jeff Horn's life. So, and Jeff Horn said off camera, he said, Zarafi hits hard, he's a beast. So, um, I don't think he'll... Uh, look, money talks. I think if, mm. you know, enough money is offered because he's made money, he's made over $20 million, you know what I mean? So, there's a lot of money in, in the sport and, you know, we had two great wars and uh, I'd love a third because, you know, yeah. we have, we've, we've got to settle it. We won all. Um, and there's, there's that, you know, that tension there between us, you know what I mean? Because... Yeah, you know, we didn't really get along and we're one each and there's still unanswered questions. So I'd love it. I'd love it. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, lastly, uh, before we wrap it up, what, uh, in terms of training, like how do you approach that now? Do you, do you back off for a little while? Uh, obviously you said potentially fight in October, which is still a while away. Um, I, obviously in terms of training performance, it doesn't make sense just to go, you know, bullet a gate the whole way through after you've just finished up a 12 week camp. So Oh, eight week camp, sorry. So, what's um, what? How does that look like at the moment? Well, back in the gym tomorrow. Um, yeah. I said I've had no days off since literally the fight got cancelled. Um, I'm just going at eighty percent, seventy five, eighty percent. Just stay ready. Yeah, just stay ready, man, and, and cruising. And I'm always fit, always ready to go. I'm always two or three kilos off my weight. Obviously, with the zoo fighter, I went to his division, so I had to lose a little bit more. Um, but like I said, I'm just back in the gym tomorrow, just staying mentally switched on, focused, hungry. Um, but it's tough, you know. I've got a lot of people reaching out to me that saying how how hard it is. But again, you know, just got to stay positive, and it's, it's out of our hands. Yeah, you know what I mean, and it's affecting a lot of us, uh, especially in the sport, you know, because we live off training and fighting, and that's yeah. all been put on hold. So we just roll with it, and, and like I said, it'll be over, you know, pretty quick, hopefully. And yeah, hopefully. Oh, well, lastly, brother. Obviously, you've mentioned that um, you know other people's opinions aren't aren't your problem, and it's not up to you to change it. But is there anything that you would like to say to to, to I guess the public um, who have had their say on on what the outcome was of the zoo fight and and for the future? Uh, look, you know, for the guys that show their love and support, you know, I love you all, and those that hate and keep hating, you know, what I mean, and without you guys, it's you know, I mean, I don't have as much drive, so. And you got to feel sorry for the guys that hate, you know, if they, if they knew better, they'd be doing better in life. And it's just a shame, but you know, they've got to put you down to make themselves feel better because, you know, they gave up on their dream. And um, look, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm human. And whether you love or you hate me, you're going to watch me. And 
I know it's tough times at the moment. And I'm always there for anyone that needs help. You know, whether you're supporting my career or you don't, uh, you're contributing. So if anyone needs help, I'm only an Instagram message away. Um, and if I can help, you know, let me know. Awesome, brother. Well, wish you all the best, man. I'm looking forward to seeing you back in the ring um, very soon, hopefully, and no doubt with a, another W under the belt. But thanks for joining me, man. It was good to, to touch base and, and just run over a few things. And um, like I said, hopefully we'll be able to catch up in person some stage soon. But um, good luck for the next fight whenever it uh, happens to be. I appreciate it, brother. Good chatting to you, my man. Stay safe. Likewise, brother.